Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. Um, let me record before I forget, like I did the other day and got 20 minutes in. <laughs> like, oh shoot, I never recorded. Um, but okay, so I had a lot of really like crazy things happen to me in the last few days. We talked last on Wednesday and something just told me to slow down. Like I had shared that before a few weeks ago, maybe, maybe even like, probably maybe like two months ago now, because it's, it's doesn't seem as long as I know it was, but God was just telling me to slow down. And that's been the, that's been the consistent message to me since I turned to him and said, I can't do this anymore. He's like, yeah, slow down. And so I started slowing down and then it was like, slow down even more like a nice try. You need to still slow down. I'm like, what? Like, I'm not doing anything. Like, why do I keep feeling this? Like, slow down, slow down. Like I would read scripture. I would, people would tell me things. People would refer books to me. And the message was always to slow down. So that's how I know that God is really trying to get my attention because he's not going to just say something and then forget and move on. Remember, we have a really patient God. So he'll be like, okay, she's still not getting it. Like, Someone else help me, like send her another message. Like, come on, like we're gonna keep saying the same message until she finally gets it. And so God might be using people in your life or books or even things, maybe the fact that I'm even talking about slowing down right now, you're like, yep, this is totally for me. So he kept saying that to me and I kept slowing down. And then I moved the calls from doing three a week to two a week. And actually I moved them originally from doing five and then it was down to three. And then God said, slow down again. So we went down to two and I was doing a lot of things like clarity calls where people could book on my schedule. We could talk for 30 minutes about whatever you wanted to talk about. And I could listen. I could give you advice on an entrepreneurial side. There were a lot of people who wanted to like live on purpose, create a, create something, do something. And they just had a million questions and no one to talk to. So I was doing those calls for a few hours a day and I was doing one-on-one coaching and I was still working in network marketing and I was doing all these things. So I was just so busy still. And God said, stop everything. And I knew it was because, so there's two sides of me. And I think that there's really like two sides to everybody or maybe even more. Cause at one point I remember telling my husband that I felt like I had multiple personality disorder. And I know this is a real thing. So I'm not like, I'm not like making fun of this disease, this syndrome, this, whatever it is. I know that it's real, but I really was like, am I crazy? Like, do, am I crazy? Am I acting like all these different people? Cause one side of my brain, I was a workaholic and I loved to work, 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 work. The other part of me was like, I just wanted to isolate in the shell and never talk to anyone again and quit my job and live in a box and do nothing. The other side of me wanted to like, be crazy fun, like party Taryn, like go out and you're the life of the party and you're loud and you're fun and you're having drinks and you're dancing and that. And then the other part of me wanted to just like curl up in a corner with the Bible and be 100% all in with Christ. And I'm like, how can I be all four different people? Like what is wrong with me? Which one of these versions of me is the real me? And that's what I was really searching for was like, who is the real me? Because I've heard those cliche things like you must love yourself and you know uh, people wear shirts that say love yourself and I knew that that was a phrase and I knew people said they loved themselves I really just felt like as long as you weren't trying to end your life you loved yourself like yeah I love myself I'm not over here you know trying to end my life but I realized it was just so much deeper than that that was that was so surface that to really love who you are is to know who you are Like you can't fall, you didn't fall in love with your husband or you can't fall in love with a husband until you know who they are. You can't just see a profile online and actually truly fall in love with somebody. You have to learn who they are. You have to learn their flaws. 
You have to learn what they normally do, their little quirky things that they're about, how their personality is, how their mind works, how they think about things. All of those things are what makes you fall in love with someone. So you can't fall in love with yourself if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what you really like to do. Like if somebody asks you the question, I so I'm in all these Bible studies and church and stuff, and we always do these icebreakers. And I, I hate icebreakers. Okay, I just hate them because I can never think of an answer to the icebreaker. So if someone's like, name something really unique about yourself. I'm like, what? Like, I have no, like, I don't even know what to say. Or like, um, what's your favorite hobby? <laughs> I was like, um, sleeping. <laughs> like, I, don't, I literally was like, I don't have any hobbies. I literally just, like, April panics. Me too. And I'm like, please don't go in the circle to me first. Cause I need to hear other people's answers to like concoct my own answer and like think outside of the box. But like, what's your hobby? How do you spend your free time? If you were given two hours and you could do whatever you want, what would you do? My answers were like, I'd catch up on laundry or I would go grocery shopping um, or like your hobbies. I'm like, well, I like to sleep. I like to watch Netflix at night when my kids go to bed. Like, no, those things don't count. <laughs> you can't say that. Those things do not count. And if you don't have an answer to these things, it's because you haven't spent enough time with yourself and learning to love yourself and learning about yourself to love it. So the thing that you need to do, and this, this happens over time. And I wish that I can say like, all you do is print out this worksheet, fill it out and voila, you figured out the key, but it takes time. You have to spend time with yourself. And so that means doing less things. And when I was just go, 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 and I was just giving and giving and giving. I thought that that filled up my tank, which it definitely does. I was right. But I have to be giving out of the right part of myself in order for it to fill me up. So if I'm on empty and I'm stressed out and I'm going through stuff in my life that is causing me to just kind of go through a storm, you know, things are going rocky and it's hard to keep giving when those are the last lifeboats and you're still giving and maybe you're stressed out really now, right now you're going through a really bad time in your mental health. Um, I was mentally ill for so long and I know that because I think of memories and the first thing that comes into my head about like that camping trip or that dance recital or that soccer game that we went to, like when I can really think about it, I remember how bad I felt. I remember feeling terrible on the inside, feeling irritated, feeling in a bad mood, wanting to isolate, hating everything happening around me, feeling guilty that I hated it. Like that's the emotion that I lived in and I can remember that. So if you're in that place, I just want you to know that there is 100% hope to get you out of it. I promise you, I promise you don't have to stay there forever and the clouds will clear and you will see a clear, bright, sunny day and it will happen and it'll start happening in just like a little window of your day where you feel it. And then you'll realize you had a whole day where you felt it. And then you've had three days and then you've had seven days and then it might get cloudy again. And that's okay. But you're going to see another sunny day. And eventually, as you do this, as you spend time with not only yourself, but you spend it with God, there was a whole podcast episode that we recorded. It's episode 40. And it's called time with God. And it tells you what the T I M E stand for and how you, that is the guaranteed formula for sunny days is time with God. And I swear, put me to the test. You do it. And if it doesn't work for you, then you DM me and you tell me it didn't work. And I'll get on the phone with you and we'll talk for an hour about why it didn't work and ideas about how it can work. I will do that. I will give up my time to do that because I know that if you do this, it will change around your whole life. So if you're in living in gloomy days right now and it's hard, I'm not just talking like you're just going through a little like lull, like a little funk, you know, I mean, time with God will help you in there too, but those are expected. It's impossible to live on the top of the mountain forever you have to go down and get food and supplies and rest and then come back up. Like you have to. So that's part of it. But if you're stuck there 
and you're like, I cannot get out of this time with God is going to help you. And the scripture that I was looking up, uh, when I was going to get on here is about spending time with him and remaining in him because remain. And the reason why I just like switched from talking to like time with ourselves to time with God is you first have to, Oh, how cute. Hi, Emmy. We haven't seen her in a long time. We used to have these baby breaks where everyone would show their babies. We'd be like, okay, everyone pause, bring out your babies, like, or your puppies or your cats, show them on the screen. Um, I miss those days. There used to be so many babies on. Aww. But the reason why I am talking about from one to the other is because you have to first learn to slow down and just make time for yourself. And, and just like time alone, like you're not doing chores for the house. You're not working on your business or your dream that you're trying to build. You're not um, running errands and like marking things off your to-do list. You're doing things that are for you. Like you're sitting outside and you're reading a book that you enjoy, or you're reading the Bible or you're doing a study like that, or you're at yoga or you're working out, you're at the gym. If that's what fills you up and you like to do that, then you're doing that. Or you're sitting in the sauna. I bought the gym membership in my town at the gym that has a sauna because I knew there were days that I just wanted to go in the sauna and not even work out. And I would go to the gym and I would go sit in the sauna for a half hour. I would take a shower and I would get dressed and I would drive home because that is what filled my tank. That's what got me going out of the house. It's what, you know, had the self-care in it, but you have to slow down for yourself first to then make room to be able to listen to God. Because if you're so distracted and go, go, go. But I think what's so hard about that is the world is telling us to keep going, like keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't slow down. Don't, if you slow down, you're lazy. If you slow down, you're a piece of crap. If you slow down, you know, we kind of feel like that. Like if we have one day where we sat outside and read a book, you'd feel guilty about it. Like, I don't have time to be sitting out here reading a book. I have things to do but you actually don't have time to not do it because the time that you're slowing down is good. Don't let that limiting belief tell you that it's not, it is good. It's great. It's actually the first thing that should get done on your to-do list today. You should have a self-care or a my time to-do list the things that you want to do during that time that are going to make you feel better. And so one of the scriptures says, uh, because I'm just gonna read. Okay. One of the scriptures says, as for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things. And as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as he taught you remain in him. That when you have asked God to come into your life and to help you and you've surrendered, like, I can't do this on my own. You have to carry me. You receive an anointing hence chosen and anointed on my shirt. You've received an anointing over your life, this intuition, this internal peace, this internal knowing of everything. You have it inside of you, but if you don't believe that you do, then you'll never tap into it. And what a sad, sad day when someone doesn't realize the inheritance they have. Like you have that inheritance, you just have to tap into it. If you don't tap into it, well, that's such a shame because you have the best power ever where you can sit there in silence and think, what is the answer to this? What do I need to do next? What is that number one thing? Like my best friend, she was a, um, she's been sober now for two years. She had like the worst fall from the highest peak of the mountain that I'd ever seen in real life where she just like had everything and then she had nothing. And I want to have her on the podcast one day. She said she would. I'm trying to inspire her to write a book because she is amazing with writing and would just be so great at something like this. But she like lost it all and she, she started drinking and she was in a bad marriage and then she became an alcoholic and then she was doing drugs and then she got a DUI and then she lost her house and she lost her car and she went bankrupt and like all of these things happened and she was just like spiraling out of control. And then she said enough is enough and she turned it around and she went into rehab and she went all in and 
she is, it's so inspiring her story now because where she is today is like the total opposite of where she was. And everything about her life is so great now. It's better than it even was before. And she has less money and less things to show for it. And it's way better now because of things that she's changed. And she told me now for the third time yesterday, she texted me and she said, I've been reading this recovery book and it's about this guy who starts running marathons. And I really think that I want to start running again. And this is the third time now she has told me that she thinks that she wants to start running again. And I said, you absolutely do want to start running again. This is the third time that you've come out and said that. And it's this intuitive feeling of, I don't know why, but I just feel like I want to start running again. Now, maybe you would never have that thought like me. <laughs> I've never just felt like, you know what? I just want to be a runner. Like That's not me. I wish it could be me, but it's not. But maybe you've had this thought of like, I need to go to that church. Like I'm supposed to go to that church or I'm supposed to call her and talk to her. Or I'm supposed to go on that trip. I don't know why, but I just feel like I need to like go there. Or I, I just feel like I need to go visit my mom or, or call my mom. Or you have these intuitive feelings that God is telling you because you have this anointing in you. But if you are distracted, and we've had a podcast episode called Distractions, if you're distracted, you won't even, you won't even know to listen to this sense. So your inheritance goes out the window because you're not even tapping into the best thing that God gave you. Um, and that scripture is first John two 27. If you wanted to like, look back at that first John two 27. And then another scripture, which is Philippians four, six says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. Spending time with God allows you to tell God what you, what you want. And it's not, I've heard that before too. Like God's not just a genie in a bottle that you can just be like, bring me money, <laughs> bring me a new house. You know, although you can ask for those things, I've learned that spending, when you spend more time with God and you spend more time with yourself, you really can work on yourself. Like by going to therapy, um, that's just a great way to work on yourself because there's things about you like the fact that you're super jealous when someone gets something that you don't have or you're really impatient because you want what you want or you're really prideful where you can't own up when you're doing something wrong and you can't admit when you've said the wrong thing to your husband or you can't apologize or maybe you get offended super easily and you're always offended at like your friends or someone at church or someone in your family. Like I used to get super offended by my my husband, my father, my husband's side of the family, like they would say and do things that used to really offend me. And I knew that they weren't trying to offend me. They're good hearted people. I was just taking what they were saying the wrong way because they weren't my own family. And if my family had said the same things, I wouldn't have been offended by it. Or I would get offended by people at church. And maybe you are really angry. And you keep like lashing out and yelling at your kids and yelling at your husband and yelling at your dogs. And you're just like uncontrollable. just like yelling all the time, like bad energy. You're irritated. Like you have to work on that. God has all this abundance and inheritance that he wants to give you. If you're praying for God to create a business for you or make more money in your business and help you to be more successful, to reach more people, to change the world. It's not that he can't do it right now. It's that he doesn't want to do it right now because you're not ready for him to do it or something isn't ready yet to give it to you. Your miracle is coming. And if you watched Elevation Church, Pastor Stephen's wife, Holly, did a sermon. Let's see when the date was. Uh, it was not this Sunday, but it was the following Sunday. On the 29th of May, if you go on YouTube and type in Elevation Church and go to the 29th of May, they posted, they might've posted it on the 30th, but they posted and it's Holly Furtick talking about your miracle is coming. It was phenomenal. And I just posted it in my stories on Instagram with the link, because if you're waiting for your miracle, 
if you're waiting for God to answer your prayers, you have to listen to this. It was so, so many things that she talked about were so amazing. And I can relate so much to this because all of a sudden God has answered a lot of my prayers that I had been praying for. And he answered them in a way that I wasn't expecting him to. And I totally missed the fact that he's answered these prayers for me because I was waiting for him to do it in my own way, but he did it in a different way, which makes it even better because again, he shows that it has nothing to do with me and my works and what I'm doing. But if I stand still and I, and I am a good steward of what he's given me right now, and I spend time with him and I show him like, I'm learning to let go of my anger. I'm learning to let go of my pride. The only way you're going to even know that you have these things to work on is by spending time in scripture and praying that God speaks to you through what you're reading. Because if you're doing that, then you'll read something and you'll be like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like all of a sudden you'll have this like revelation, like this is me. I totally do this. I am totally impatient. I am totally proud. I'm just like Moses. You'll read about people in the Bible. You'll be like, I'm just like, I'm just like the woman with the issue of blood. Like this, I need to do, I need to realize this, that you'll, you'll relate yourself to certain characters and you'll be able to see, and then you can actually go. I don't know if anyone knows this, but if you're like reading a story about the people in the Bible, and let's say you're reading about, we just did this with my daughter. We're reading about Ruth in the Bible. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Ruth, Ruth is just like you with the girls at school. And I was like comparing all this stuff. And so we went on Amazon and there is a whole study on Ruth. So you can get like a whole study on James or a whole study on Peter, or you can find these studies that are specific on these people where they really tell you like what you can learn about yourself through these characters of the Bible and how we can relate this to our own lives. By doing that, that's how you're going to realize I need help with pride. I need help with the approval of others. Like that's the only way you're going to realize that is by spending time. If you're just running errands and checking off to-do lists and jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing all day long, and you're just living in the flesh of drinking when you're stressed out and you're angry when you want to be angry and you're stressed out and you're living like none of this great abundance is going to happen. It's all there. You can access it. It's like having a family member pass away. And we just found this out. My, my grandpa just passed away um, a few months ago and we were looking through some of his stuff up North this weekend, my mom was, and my grandma, and they found this really old Bible that his great grandfather had given him. So it's in this case and it's so beautiful and it's in there. And when we opened it, there were all these pictures of people like, and I'm going to post them on Instagram because they were just amazing. They were so cool. I found out that I have a ton of family in um, Yugoslavia. I was like, no idea any of that. Uh, But we have, it was just so cool to see this. And then we found out that his great grandfather used to be a realtor and he would sell property in exchange for stock. So he has all of this IHOP stock that he bought so long ago, tons of it. And it's on a website for unclaimed money because he had passed away and he didn't claim the money from the stocks. And now there's no, it's like sitting on this website, this inheritance, all this money that's owed to this man and he's gone. And now it's just sitting there. And so I'm like, someone needs to figure out like how to prove that we're in his lineage to get this, this, this like inheritance that's just sitting there. Like it's just sitting there and he didn't even know about it or his family didn't even know about it. And so you have an inheritance just sitting there too. This whole life that you can access, this whole abundance, this, this other world that you can be living in. And you know, you know what I mean? Like the days that you wake up and it's really a nice day out and it's sunny and you just wake up in a good mood. Like you're just up, you have energy, you're in a good mood, you feel like eating healthy, you're patient with your husband, you're nice to your kids, you turn music on, you start dancing a little, you just feel this joy, you're just in a good mood. You can experience that or you can wake up in the total opposite. You wake up, you look at the clock, you're like, oh, I don't want to go on this day. I feel like crap. I'm so tired. Like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to get fast food on my way to work. And I'm just going to you know, eat like crap. I deserve it because I feel bad. And 
you, then you're just like irritated all day. You're in a bad mood. You literally have chosen that emotion. And yes, do hormones play into effect 100%. And April knows more than anyone right now that hormones can just like rock your world and ruin your world. And so if you're, you have an imbalance in your hormones, that's not supposed to be normal. So if you, unless you're pregnant like April, but if you are not pregnant and you're not going through menopause and you're like, I have just such up and down hormone, like it's, it's crazy. It's ruining my life. Go see a doctor, go see a naturopath and have them run your labs, have them run your hormone levels, tell you what to take for different hormones, like work on yourself because the reason why I sold supplements for so long is because I realized seven years, eight years ago that I had to take care of myself in order to have good days. Like if I eat like crap and don't drink water and I don't give my body the nutrients that it needs, well, I'm going to be in a bad mood. I'm going to be super tired. I'm going to be irritated with my kids. I'm going to wake up feeling sick and unmotivated most days. You know, so like, how can you live your best life if you're not taking care of your body? So that's why I sold supplements and I'm, I don't sell supplements anymore, but I'm a huge advocate for taking the proper supplements. I take greens every day. I take collagen every day. I take probiotics every day. I take magnesium and multivitamins and vitamin sprays. And I still do all of it when I'm intentional, when I'm focused on taking care of myself, I take them. And so you have to take care of yourself in all ways. But it's so important that you realize that this abundance, this inheritance is there. Don't forget about it by getting distracted. Don't forget about it by letting your emotions take over or by letting your crazy busy day take over. Uh, April says, meanwhile, if you are pregnant or going through something hormonal, just continue to do the minimum you can that makes you feel good. Don't let yourself go deep in the valley. Listen to a sermon, vitamins, water, watch your favorite show. Yes. I love that because when you are in a valley and you're in a bad spot, beating yourself up over it and feeling guilt and shame on top of it, it makes it a million times worse. That when I learned that I can just let go of the guilt and shame and realize that I'm, I am mentally unwell today. I am not doing good. I went into like survival mode. And I ended up like loving those days because I'm like, nope, I'm going to cancel that. I'm going to wipe my to-do list. I'm going to watch my favorite show. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to do anything that makes me feel good and is happy. Feel good in the good way, not drinking, you know, not those types of coping, but the things that truly make us feel good. That's important. Don't beat yourself up and realize this too shall pass. Like write that down in front of you. This too shall pass because just like you're in it, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember being there that much. Like you'll hop out of it very quickly and you will be able to see the truth again. Um, but my favorite scripture is Psalm 46, 10. And he says, be still and know that I am God. And I just love that so much because be still, what does be still mean? Be still means stop. Stop, stop thinking, stop doing, stop plotting, stop planning, stop scheming, stop saying yes, just stop, just stop and know that God has it all worked out. God knows everything. He wants this best life for you more than you want it for yourself. Like, just think about that Think If you're a parent, you want the best life for your kids. Even if they're screwing up, even if they're making poor choices, even if they're doing things where you're like, oh my gosh, please grow out of this. Like, please, I hope you stop lying. So you do not grow up and you become a compulsive liar. Like, please grow out of this rebellion phase. Please grow out of this. You still, even though they're rebelling, even though they're making wrong choices, you still want what's absolute the best for them. So if they turn and said, mom, Will you help me have the best life I can have? I just want to be happy. I want to be fulfilled. No matter what they were doing, even if they were a drug addict at rock bottom, you would scoop them up and say, yes, I will help you. That's God for us times a million. He is the perfect father. We are not the perfect mother. He is the perfect father. He wants what's best for us 
way more than we do. And he has the ability to give it to us when we're ready, when the time is ready. Both of those. If you don't have what you've been waiting for, it's because you haven't learned the lessons yet. And I realized for me that I finally have learned the lesson I've been talking a lot about in my recovery program. I, I learned that pride, approval of others and control and perfectionism were really the, the shackles on my ankles. They were pulling me down into the valley. And, and no matter what I did, I would, no matter how hard I worked, if I worked 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, no matter what I did, I couldn't get further because these things were pulling me down. And once I realized that they were pulling me down, then I could work on them. So that's why you need to realize what is your shackle around your ankle, which we've done a podcast episode called Satan's Shackles that you can go listen to. It's like somewhere in the forties, I think. Um, and we also have a podcast episode about being still, which is episode 36. So if you struggle with that and you're like, I really need to slow down, listen to episode 36, or you have a shackle around your ankle, which we all do. It might be a huge one. It might be a little one. It might be addiction. It might be you know, all kinds of stuff, but figuring out what that shackle is, is the first step because then you can expose it. You can pray over it. You can pray that the Holy spirit changes you, which is what I've been praying for. Like, I don't want to be prideful. I don't want the approval of others to need to fuel me. I want to feel good no matter who approves of me. And I desperately wanted that to go away. I didn't want to be controlling. I didn't want to be a perfectionist, like change me. And I was trying to do it in my own strength. Like, okay, I'm really going to try today to not control things and to not be a perfectionist and to not be proud and to not have the approval. I'm really going to focus on this. And when I would try to do it in my own strength, I would fail every time. Like, I'm really going to try to not cope with alcohol today. Well, then I would find myself having a glass of wine because I was stressed out. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I just want a glass of wine. But when you can switch your prayer to Holy Spirit, change me, change me. It's nothing to do with me. You change me. Take away my pride. Take away my approval. He will change you. You will be changed. And when God was telling me, slow down, slow down, stop doing your clarity calls, stop coaching, stop doing network marketing, stop everything. The reason why is because money was such an idol to me. And to me, money was everything. If I had this money, if I was making money and I had the money, I, it fueled my pride. It was the approval of others. I was in control. I, I could make my goals. Like money was helping me cope with all of these empty holes that I had in my soul. And I know now because I'm out of it and I can reflect and I can see back that God told me to stop all those things so that I would let go of money, that I would, I would, I would let go of it. That's the only way that I could get past it is by letting go of the thing that was fueling it and just let it go and let it fall because it was sex with random men. Like I talked about before, when I was growing up, that's what filled that I felt in control. I felt secure. I felt like I had the approval of them. I, I mean, I was like filling all those voids and then it switched to drugs and then it was with drugs and then it switched to money. I got married. I like got sober. I had kids. I found my husband. I, then it switched to money and then money was my thing that filled that. And so to let that go, that's why God was telling me to slow down and why he told me to quit because I needed to let go of this so that I would only look to Jesus to fill my void and to fix this issue that I had. And he, so he told me to slow down and I didn't know why, but he did. But now that I've healed, like I'm, I would say that I'm probably 90% better than I was at the beginning of this year with those things controlling my life. Like they still can, they still like pop into my head, like a tiny bit. But I pray every morning that the Holy Spirit reveals anything to me immediately that I'm doing that is, that is prideful, that is approval of others, that is control, or that is perfectionism. Immediately as it comes out of my mouth or as I do it, convict me and show me. And he does. I'll like try to control something with my husband the way he's doing it. And like immediately I'll be like, never mind. 
like, I'll do it your way. No problem. Like it convicts me. Like I really do. Or I have a bad tone with my, I always am just in a bad mood with my one son, Luke, because he's, he's just a natural pessimist. And he's just that teenager, like that mopey, like nothing, no matter what happened in his life, it's still like, like I, my life is just so bad. And like, you know, and like, he's just, and he has like the best life and he's just going through that period. So I just will like answer him back kind of negatively sometimes. And I'll be like, yeah, Luke, I already told you like, just kind of have like a tone. And I hate that about myself. I hate that I do that. So I've been praying for the Holy spirit to convict me with that too. Like with my tone and my anger and my disrespect with my family, change that in me. And he has like the second it comes out of my mouth in a bad mood or a bad tone, I'll be like, I'll either say sorry, or I'll just be like, oh, I didn't mean to say it like that, but you've already asked me. So I'm sorry that I said it like that, you know, I'll, I'll like fix it because the Holy spirit will, he will show up. He it's like a promise there only if you accept and take, take it, it's sitting there on a shelf, like ask for help with it and work through it. But so I let go of money. I let go of all this stuff. I'm now at this point where I feel like, at like, and it's crazy because I used to check my Instagram like a million times a day. Like April and I used to laugh and, and like talk about, and Alicia, like, I'm um, like checking my phone, like a crackhead, like waiting for their next fix. Like refresh, 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 refresh. Like, did I get a new like? Did I get a message? Did I get a comment? Did I like literally like how many likes now? How many views now? How many views now? Like put my phone. Okay. How many views now? How many views now? Like literally like it was my fix. Like I was a drug addict. Like, like it was, it was literally like fueling me. And then I would post something and it wouldn't do well. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, like I'm becoming irrelevant. Like nobody even watches my stuff. Like, okay, I need to post something else. Like, and then I'm comparing to other people and I'm like, what are they posting? How are they getting likes? Okay. I'm going to make that same thing and post it. And like, now I don't even check. Like I literally posted, uh, and I, and I've been posting things that, and you can see, if you go to my Instagram, you can like literally see where I recently made this switch. Like I maybe like six to nine videos ago that I I started like posting things differently, like putting less thought into it and just really posting like what I felt like I wanted to post. And just, I've been posting, I used to post three times a day. Now I'm posting one time a day just one time and I'm posting it and you can see like my views and everything changed. I was getting like a couple hundred and now I'm getting like, I posted a video of Skylar praying and I didn't even check at all how many views it got. And this morning when I was going on there to post something, I looked and I was like, oh my gosh, it has like over 6,000. That's cool. And that's it. And then I like got off of it and was like, oh, that's cool. And then off. Like it didn't fuel me. It didn't make me feel like, oh, you're doing, yeah, you're good. Look at you. Look at you. Like, I was just like, oh, that's cool. Like next person. Like it didn't like, it didn't like justify me or tell me who I was. It didn't define my worth as much as it used to. Or this thought that I had after I talked to you guys last week, a lot has changed in my life. So it's only been like four days. And like a lot has changed in my life in four days. And I realized, so when I stopped working and slowed down, I had prayed, God, fix me, repair me, renew me. And then like bring me like this massive business that can then like change the world. And I can impact all these people. And I really want to change the world to make money, to take stress off my husband. And so that we don't have to spend so much time working for money. We want to be able to invest and kind of slow down, but we want to build our dream home on property. So our kids can always have their friends over and we can just be this house where we're pouring into all these kids, where we're always an open door. Like you can always stay the night. You can always come over that. We just wanted to have this place where we can host dinners for our ministry at church and host Bible studies and just have the space and just be able to like give. And we want property. So my kids can ride their dirt bikes and we can have animals and farm animals and stuff like that. Like, this is our dream. This is what we want. And so I was thinking, okay, I was going to slow down, repair myself with God for a year. And then I was going to blow up and make all this money and achieve our dream. 
this was my idea of all of this. And we wanted a new boat. And we just, I mean, for so long, like we have, we have just like wanted like this light, like we just want these things so bad. And yes, are they nothing compared to someone praying that their son is healed? Of course. I mean, you're praying for your child to survive. You're praying for a healthy baby. You're praying for your husband to fall back in love with you or to stop having an affair. Like these things that are like really, really big prayers that we are like on our knees, like, Lord, you have to help me. You're waiting for results from a, from a test that you're waiting to see, like what kind of cancer is it? Or what is going on with me? You're waiting for the bank to call to tell you if your house is going to be taken by the bank or not. You're waiting to get that job because you're running out of money. Like there's things that we pray for that are really big deal. And we really need God to show up. But God wants to hear all of your prayers. Every single thing that you are struggling with, he wants you to come to him. So, oh, thank you. Caitlin said Satan shackles is episode 52. If you need to listen to that one. But bye, April. We love you. Oh, <laughs> she got off too fast. <laughs> she had to go. But he wants you to come to him for everything. Like everything in your life. He is your father. So again, for your kids, do you want your kids to only call you when they're waiting on a scary medical report? No, you want your kids to call you when they had a really good day at work. You want your kids to call you when they lost their car keys and they're like, will you please pray for me that I find my car keys? Or you want your kids to call you when they got in a fight with their significant other and they need it fixed. Or you want them to call you if they're really struggling with overeating and they want to know like, what are some of your tricks or what do I do in this situation? Or how do I fix this relationship? Or, Hey mom, guess what? Like I'm looking for this new car and I really hope that it comes in. You know, can you say a prayer for me? Or can you like, tell me what to do, how to find this car? Like you want to hear everything about their life. Same with your husband. You want him to come to you for everything. Like, let's communicate and talk. Let's be open. Like anything you're going through, anything in your day, any struggle, anything good or bad, come to me. It's the same with God. So we have been praying for these things in our life that we want so bad. And we've been so, I don't even want to say patient because for a long time we weren't. And if you don't know my full story, um, I was thinking about recording just like a podcast by myself and uploading it, um, of like my full story and everything that's happened because, and I think it's really important to know this because if you don't, I don't want someone to feel like, oh, that's cool. Good for you. Like my life sucks. So I don't really want to hear about your good life because that was me for a long time. Like, I'm like, oh, good for you. Good for you. Go tell someone who cares. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear it. Um, but my life wasn't good. Like my life wasn't good. Like I've talked a lot about my abandonment from my dad when I was younger and it started that way. And then coping with all these things. Then I was kicked out of my house and I didn't talk to any of my family. And then when I got pregnant, that really saved my life. And we then were like getting on our feet and I got a job, like an office job. And then I was working as a server at night and I was able to get a new car, lease a new car. Well, it wasn't new. It was a used car, but it was like a newer car. My cars had always sucked. And so it was like a newer, nicer car. I had the two of the two twins. Um, we moved into section eight housing. So we had our own apartment. I was on WIC. I was on Medicaid. Um, and we, I mean, we were struggling like so bad. My husband had a job in this factory. We were talking the other day about like all the, like all the crap that we've gone through, like just crappy situations. And he's like, remember I worked at that factory. I paid like $10 an hour and he only lasted a week. And he was like, I cannot go back. Like, do not make me go back. I can't do it. I'm going to die. Like I cannot work here. And I, we were not making a lot of money and we were living off of the government and we wanted to live on our own. We wanted to like make enough money to take care of our family. And we didn't want to live in section eight housing. We wanted property. We wanted like space. We wanted, we live in Michigan. And so we're surrounded by the Great Lakes. And so we wanted a boat so bad. Like all of our family and all these people had boats. And I'm like, we don't, we like live in this crappy apartment and like have no money. And we're just stressed all the time. And We've been waiting for so long. I've been waiting for, that was, that was 13 years ago. 
that I was in that situation. And I just remember wanting a better life. I had no relationship with God at all. And I was lost and I was alone and I was confused. And I was, I mean, I had all kinds of problems because I hadn't dealt at all with my abandonment. Um, I hadn't dealt at all with my coping. So I was still coping and, and dealing and was triggered. And I had a terrible relationship with John and it was just such a bad time in my life, but I was one step ahead of where I was. Like I wasn't doing drugs and I wasn't homeless anymore, but I still was like, this is so hard. This sucks. This is still in a bad spot, but we slowly creeped out of it so slowly that I didn't even realize that I was even creeping out of it until we then moved into our house here. And even when we finally moved into our house with some property, I still was like, I still didn't feel like I, I like, yes, I was happy, but I never really had that moment of like, look what God's doing in my life. Like, look how he's showing up. Look how he's guided me out of this bad situation, how he's guided me into a good situation. Like I, I never even saw it. I was just like, oh, I'm so happy we have this house and like, okay, what's next? And it was always like, what's next? And nothing was ever enough because of perfectionism. And so it was just like, I need more, I need more, I need more. Well, since I came from that, it's like crazy now to live this life of like just such abundance and happiness that I started feeling. So all of these really good things happened on the same day last week, we bought our dream property that we've been just stalking Zillow and everything for, for the last probably nine months, like all day long, checking Zillow, talking to real estate agents, trying to find the perfect piece of property, driving all over the place, trying to find it. It wasn't the perfect piece. I kept saying like, I know the perfect piece is going to be there and God, when it's ready, we'll know that it's ready because it'll just all work out perfect and it'll just be great. And I'm just lead me to it and make the perfect piece come available. And we were praying and we were like, you know, we started and I love how Holly said in that, in um, her YouTube episode on the 30th, um, waiting on your miracle. She says like, at first you start praying super maturely, like Lord, bring me this property. I'm gonna be so patient and wait for you when the time is right, make the perfect connections and I'll find the peace. And you know, I was praying like very maturely. And then towards the end, I was like, Lord, please, like anything you have to do it, please give it to me. Like our friends were buying property, they were finding houses and they were moving and they were up upgrading. And I'm like, I want this so bad, like, please. And I was just like pleading and pleading. Well, we finally found our perfect piece of property and everything literally worked out perfect. Like it could, it more perfect than what we had even wanted all these extra things. And, and just, it was so perfect. We ended up buying that on the same day as we bought our brand new boat that, well, it's not brand new, but it's brand new to us. And it's something that we have longed for forever. And we got it on the exact same day. And I'm like, okay, this is like so crazy. Like we got literally both of these things on the exact same day. It's also my husband and I's ninth anniversary. And we've been reminiscing and thinking so much about how far we've come and all the things that we've done. So we've been spending a ton of time together. Um, just, we, we went away this whole weekend together on our boat and stayed the night and we're gone all weekend, just time alone with each other. And just thinking what a great place that we're in, in our, in our marriage and how far we've come. And, and my favorite quote ever about marriage is soulmates aren't um, found, they're made. And I totally believe that. Like, I almost want that tattooed on me somewhere because I, I don't believe that they're just found. They are truly made. And maybe you're one of the lucky ones who just like found and then there you go. But I think that more people make them than find them. And that's my husband and I, and just think like where we've been, like cheating on each other and lying to each other and disrespecting and unloving and just being awful to each other. Um, just like so angry and terrible with one another and, and moving on. So I, I had this thought of like, oh my God, look what you did in my life. Like, I can't believe this is my life. It's, it's all coming together and it came together in a different way. I still have not picked back up working. Like, I'm still like, okay, I'm going to be a mom 100%. I'm going to be present. I'm going to be focused. I'm going to do what you tell me to do, but I'm going to do it for free. 
and I'm not going to take any money and I'm going to do it for free. And God delivered all these things through my husband, blessing him at his job that he found. And it was just in a different way than we thought. But, but the reason why I'm telling you all this is because then I immediately thought like, oh, great. Oh, great. What's going to happen? Like I have everything I have ever wanted. I have four healthy kids. I have this amazing marriage. I have this beautiful property. We're building our dream house and we just got our boat. All my kids right now are like doing great and thriving and our families are like, we're in just like the best season. When is it going to fall? Like any minute now, any minute now we're going to get a bad diagnosis. Any minute now we're the, something's going to happen with the boat or the, or the house or our relationship or any minute now, something bad's just going to happen. And I realized that that's a limiting belief. And it's, a, it's the voice of Satan and right in my ear, because that's not what scripture says. Scripture does not say that. That's what the world has said. Um, limiting beliefs are really tough. And because you've been conditioned to believe them, you usually don't realize it's a limiting belief until someone calls you out on it. I'm really good at calling people out on their limiting beliefs. Like they'll tell me something and I'll be like, that's not true. That's you literally just think that you've created this truth in your head. That's not true. And you have to be like called out on it or read something or hear something where you realize that it was a limiting belief, but this limiting belief of what goes up must come down. That's, that's gravity. That's not your life. That's not your marriage. That's not your finances. That's not and that's gravity and all good things don't have to come to an end. Like Gurdjie sings. Like all good things that are going to be over. It's not true. Like it, that isn't true. And so I started looking up some scriptures to see like, what does this say? And about, um, believing and then receiving. And so, uh, one of them is Matthew 21, 22. He says, if you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And the key there is if you believe. So right now, while you're waiting for your miracle, and this is why I wanted you to listen to Holly's recording, because she talks all about, she, she actually talks about, um, where is it at in Mark? Um, she talks about Jairus and the women with the issue of blood and how he comes to Jesus in Mark 520, I think is where it is. And he says, oh yeah, it is. Hold on. I have it pulled up. I forgot. I pulled this up. Um, yeah, it is. Sorry. Okay. So it is 520. I'm not going to read it. You guys can read it and pull it up if you want to find it and listen to her episode. But she talks about Jairus, this high religious leader comes and finds Jesus and falls at his feet and says, please, my daughter is dying. You have to save her. Come to my house, lay your hands on her and heal her so that she may live. And he's like, all right, let's go. And they start walking. And then a huge crowd comes and he ends up healing this woman with the issue of blood and then goes to Jairus's house and heals his daughter. And so Jairus is waiting on this miracle and he needs this to happen. And then while they're going to heal his daughter, the woman with the issue of blood comes in the crowd and, and, and Holly talks about, imagine like what Jairus is doing while this is happening. Like you're like, hello, no, like this isn't fair. We have to heal my daughter. You were all, you already said you were on your way. Why are we stopping? And you would have this like urgency, like, what are you doing, God? But he actually waits and heals this other woman and he heals her and makes Jairus wait. And his daughter actually dies. And he goes into the house and he tells everyone to get out and he brings her back to life. So now the miracle is even greater and God gets more glory because instead of just healing her from her sickness, he actually brings her back to life from the dead. And God used his perfect timing to make the story even sweeter. We think we know, we think we know the way that we need to get our miracle, but God knows a way to make the story even sweeter, to make it even better for him to get even more glory for it to really truly stick and to change you. The only way that you can get patient is to learn patience. The only way to learn patience is to be in situations that cause you to want to pull your hair out and scream and have to sit down quietly and learn to wait. You can't just have patience just to have patience. You have to learn how to have it. The only way to be gentle and not be angry is to be in situations that trigger you. And instead of choosing anger, you choose peace. 
and you make that choice. And that's the only way that you can get better at this. So God is, is delaying whatever he wants to do, to work in your life, whatever you're praying for. If it's delayed, it's delayed for a reason. It's going to be the perfect timing. It's going to be in the perfect way. You will have these things happen to you. And it's not, oh, once they do, well, they're going to go away. It's just going to be for a time being. It won't be for a time being. It will be, it'll be for a while. It'll be forever. This feeling is how you look at the world. It's not really your circumstances, but it's how you look at the world. And so when I realized this was a limiting belief of all good things have to come to an end, I realized that that's not true. It's not at all. It's not what the scripture says. Um, Mark eleven twenty four says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Again, about believing. Um, John 16, 24 says, until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. So if you're not asking because you feel like your prayers aren't big enough to bring to God, or maybe you're not asking and talking to God because you feel embarrassed. You feel like you don't even deserve to talk to God because of what you've done in your life, or you're angry with him. You've went through something tragic and horrible, or you're going through it now and you're angry and you're mad. Uh, maybe something happened like in the church or in the religion, because I hear that is probably the number one most common thing that I hear people say is like something happened like with their church or with their, with their beliefs that they turned and they ran away. They were like, forget it. I'm done with you. Well, just know that God is still standing there and he's not mad at you. And he doesn't care what you did because he's still waiting for a relationship with you. Truly. Like he doesn't care if you're 80 years old and you've turned away from him this whole time. And now you're like, okay, here I am coming back to you. He is waiting patiently. And you have to ask, be specific. Like Jairus was very specific. He said, come to my house, lay your hands on my daughter, heal her so that she may live. He wasn't just like, come help me, come help me. And sometimes that's all we can say is Lord, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. And we can't really put together a bunch of words because we're just in such extreme agony or trauma or whatever it is. And he still understands us, but be specific about what you want. What do you want? And then write it down. Because if I didn't do this, I did not write down exactly what I wanted. Uh, I wanted to be happy, fulfilled, and free, and to feel abundant. That's what I wanted. And I wish so bad I would have written that down two years ago when I started journaling, because I would have realized that I've had that for a long time now. I'm still like waiting on this miracle, like waiting on this prayer, waiting on this miracle. And then I just all of a sudden was like, wait a minute, I've had this. I've had this for a while now. I just haven't realized it. And then in Matthew 7, 7, he said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. And that's the same thing as like, is God showing up? And that's why it's time with God. If you show up to the appointment, God will be there. Like he will, you ask and he will answer you. He will be there. You will feel, you will experience God if you haven't felt close to God, it's because you're not showing up for the coffee date. Like if he said, I'll meet you at the breakfast place in your town, 7 a.m. tomorrow, if you sleep in and don't go, well, he was still there. But you don't get that experience because you didn't show up. And the, the, I heard this, Holly said this too, and it totally like hit me and woke me up. She said, the number one thing that the devil is going to try to do is to get you to let go of Jesus's hand. It's to drive that wedge in between the two of you. Like when Jairus is walking with Jesus and the crowd comes and they're all like over him. And they, even some versions of the Bible, they say it's a crushing crowd, crushing in. Like when you're in that crowd and you're holding hands and it's so tight and he's holding onto Jairus's hand. So Jairus doesn't get lost and he's walking through the crowd. The devil wants him to separate from Jairus and to cause a divide between the two of them so he gets lost and he's over here on his own way. Don't let the storm pull you away from God. That is probably the best tip that I can give that no matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it is, 
no matter how confused you are, no matter how bad you want it, use this to pull closer to God. And it shows the devil, like, I'm not letting go. So nice try, pal, but I'm holding on even tighter. You're not going to get in between me and God and spending time with him and waiting for this miracle and being patient and figuring out what is wrong with me on the inside, what is worldly and fleshly that needs to come out and change that you can begin to work on and heal through and walk into the end goal of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, abundance. That's what we want. And if you think like, no, Taryn, I want money. Like, no, Taryn, I want status. No, Taryn, I want a million followers. You're just that far behind in where you need to go because you haven't even had the revelation yet of that's not true. The thing isn't going to make me feel better. The money is not going to make me feel better. And you still have to walk through that path. You're, that's just like spiritual immaturity that you haven't seen it. And it was me. I, I was spiritually immature. I had, and I was so proud and headstrong that no matter what I read or heard or what God told me, I still was like, no, it's money and status. So you'll see. And then God gave it to me. I was praying for it. He gave it to me. And I was like, yes, like prayer answered, but he gave it to me to open my eyes to see this isn't what you want. I'll give you what you want. Here you go. Do you like it? No. Okay. Let's try things my way. And he will do that. He will let us because just like our kids, you can't tie your kids to the bed and never let them leave the house. If they keep going out and smoking cigarettes or vaping or doing drugs or having sex, what are you going to do? Like you're eventually going to just, you keep parenting them, keep doing what you should, but they're going to do what they want to do. And then when they hit rock bottom, like I did, they'll hopefully turn to you and say, I can't do this anymore. Help me. Or they'll turn to God and say, okay, God, but we don't have to go all the way into the deepest pit of hell to turn to God. You can turn to God right now and say, my life isn't really that bad. I'm not really struggling too bad, but I want everything you have for me. And you can decide right now to turn it around and walk with God every single day. Time with God, T-I-M-E, episode 40 if you haven't listened to it, or if you want to re-listen to it, because I think I want to re-listen to it because it's been a while and I want to re-listen because I, I teach and record things that I'm currently learning. And then as I keep learning them, I forget what they were. So I go back and listen to my podcast too. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's smart. That's good. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe I said that because I don't even know that now. Like, and it really does blow you away, which is why it's so good to write stuff down because you'll start to see it in a different, you know, in a different way. But if you feel lonely, schedule time today, today with God, like your first part of your day, like that is the number one, most important thing. Immediately when I get off of this and record my podcast or and upload the podcast, I am immediately going and I'm doing both of my studies that I'm behind on. I've already said that I'm not doing anything else. I'm not loading the dishwasher. I'm not starting laundry. I'm not doing anything until that is done. Um, Caitlin says, I have struggled in that for so long, feeling like my struggle, my struggles aren't big enough struggles to have an issue or to show enough change to others. Yeah. And, and they don't have to be terrible. And my mom's like that too. So I'm really, um, like sensitive and aware of people like that because my mom like, hasn't really struggled with anything. She's like, I, I had like a decent life. I've so far, it's, things have been decent. Like I haven't ever struggled with anything. I haven't been scraped off the floor. I don't have like this huge testimony, like just these things. But um, she has just changed so much in little ways that it really is like the big picture of change when you look at it over time, because she's gotten so close to God. And I would say the best thing about her because she's gotten so close to God is that now she is an amazing mentor and an amazing person to talk to and to give good advice and to encourage. So people like you getting super closer, like Becca just said the same thing, getting even closer and learning about scripture and learning about God and learning about who he is and the experience, you can give some crazy, awesome, good advice based on what you know. And by you being obedient, never having a time in your life where you've totally rebelled and totally like lost it all, that you're that much further ahead than other people who have, because you've never really fallen that deep. So your relationship can actually get closer and better faster, just as someone who is looking for Jesus as a lifeline and pray 
that the Holy Spirit opens your eyes to things that you don't see inside yourself that never, that, that need to be exposed or changed. My exact prayer is Holy Spirit convict me of anything that I'm doing or reveal to me and open my eyes, anything that's happening, that's causing a wedge between us. Remove all the wedges in my life, whether I want them to be removed or not, so that I can get closer to you. And I have to say that, like, whether I want them to or not, because maybe like my best friend is a wedge and I don't know that, but like, she's a wedge and God needs to reveal that to me. And I don't want him to reveal that just like network mark me. I didn't want him to make me quit my job. I was like, that's the last thing I wanted to do. So you have to pray that like, what is best for me? Your will be done. Not my will, your will, you know, the perfect plan. And I also pray to guide me, light the path or slam the door in my face because, you know, I can't, I can't do this whole, like, I'll kind of whisper and tell you something like he needs to be like screaming it and like slamming the door in my face for me to be like, Oh, I guess I'm done with that job. (laughs) You know, like totally slam the door. Um, but yeah, I hope that this helped you and anything that you've really thought of that's connected with your spirit. Like I do that, maybe spend a couple minutes just writing it down when you get done listening to this. Write down some things that God's been telling you or things that you need to stop doing or things you need to start doing and just, just do a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. Don't get overwhelmed. Like everything needs to change or all, just a little bit at a time, start implementing these things. Go listen to episode 40, spend time with God today and watch your life just even grow even better and abundant because if you do what he says, you'll get what he says you'll get. And now I'm living proof of this that I'm, I feel this, this lift of the cloud and the feeling and the abundance and it's here. And it's because I faithfully showed up and listened to God for the last two years now and was like, I'll give you whatever you need from me. I just want to be like you. And I want to be the person that you created me to be. So make me into that person, mold me into that person, however it needs to happen. And you will see the abundance. You will see the freedom. You will see the blessings, the miracles, just hang on. They're coming. Go listen to Holly too. So I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Have a great day and I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.